Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. For those who are new, welcome to the show. My name is Morgan. And for returners, thanks again for being here, subscribing, and following along. As always, it's good to have you back. So this show is now on Amazon Music and Podcasts. So if you are listening from there, thank you already for checking that out. And if not, and that's your preferred streaming method, go check it out. All the episodes are already uploaded, so um, let me know what you think. So today I have a really great episode for you. Um, I wanted to bring on someone who is actually a current holistic practitioner herself. So she has an immense amount of experience and knowledge with several different types of modalities when it comes to healing. And we'll, of course, talk about all of this later. Um, But most of my guests, if not all are either, you know, psychologists, therapists, I have a financial expert who's been on, nutritionist, a dermatologist, and even some of my friends. But I realized I wanted to share the expertise of someone already practicing holistic services um, and give you guys some options. So if you're in Washington State like her and I are, um, you can go check her out and get some healing done from her or go in your personal area to someone who practices these specific modalities that we're talking about today. So she is a state and nationally certified reflexologist. She is also a yoga educator and a Reiki level two practitioner, as well as an Ayurvedic practitioner. She endorses how society does not talk enough about holistic medicine And in that, how Western and Eastern medicine could be used as complements to each other, but oftentimes aren't. And we want to have a conversation about how do we do that. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Lacey Katzer. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to meet with you and talk to you today. This is super exciting. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Of course. Yeah. So why don't you start off telling us a little about yourself and what you do? Um, I'm Lacey Katzer, owner of He Collective here um, in Tacoma, Washington. We're just right down on 6th Avenue. And um, He Collective is uh, really a a space for uh, dynamic practitioners, holistic practitioners to gather and be under one space to offer services to um, the Tacoma community and uh, so we have, gosh, we have a number of different services here, um, <laughs> reflexology, massage, Reiki, breath work, cold exposure. And we do, um, some, uh, we do some like workshops, series, classes, um, including sound bath, cacao ceremony, um, <clears throat> breath work classes, uh, ice baths and all kinds of stuff. So what made you get into this world? So I had been, I've been dabbling in energy work and holistic wellness for a number of years. Um, Unsure of what direction it would take me or where I would go. Um, I started out as a yoga instructor doing uh, yoga teacher training in 2015 and really just like, I don't know, 
immersing myself in not only the physical benefits of yoga, but also really feeling the transformation of the spiritual awareness that yoga really gives to an individual. Um, so I practiced and taught yoga for a number of years before I ever uh, went into the areas of Reiki and um, Ayurveda and reflexology. It really was a downfall in my health that really gave me the opportunity, I guess, um, in a lot of ways to explore these different modalities. I think it was probably 2017 now. Um, gosh, how many years ago is that? <laughs> Too many. A while. Uh, a while, a while. So um, I, had, I was uh, experiencing a number of different health issues. And um, among those health issues was uh, breathlessness, chest pain, tiredness, brain fog. I was having nerve pain, joint pain. I was seeing little spots like in, in my eyes and the periphery. And um, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought that something huge was happening. I, I thought I had MS or fibromyalgia or lupus or some sort of autoimmune that was really taking over my body. And this affected me so much that I actually had to quit my job at the time. And my mom had to come and live with me and my husband for a few weeks, probably almost a month, just to help me do like basic chores around the house because I was really just in bed and felt awful. And through this uh, journey, I had been to my PCP and um, had all the tests ran. They um, scanned my brain, they scanned my spine, they ran all the blood tests uh, for, you know, for MS, for blood clots, for um, uh, Lyme disease, for you name it, they ran it and everything was coming back normal. And to this day, I still don't really know what, had, what happened, um, excepting for that also during that time period, there was a lot of stress in my life and my husband's life. And um, really, I think that is maybe the biggest contributor of the downfall in my health. All to say that um, because there were no answers with Western medicine, I had to take matters into my own hands because it was either stay in bed all day forever or get up and try to figure it out. And so that's when I really turned to um, yoga again, specifically yin yoga, because it was a lot more gentle in my body and not as rigorous, um, reflexology, uh, chiropractic medicine, acupuncture. And uh, it was then that I started to rehabilitate and not only rehabilitate with my my body, but also um, form really authentic connections with my providers. Yeah. And um, that is, I think, what segued into wanting to give back to the community because these providers that I was seeing at the time were so loving and compassionate and understanding of my issue. It wasn't take a number and go sit down. It was, hey, let's talk about this. Let's feel it out. Let's lean into it. And um, that was really when I was like, wow, 
like more people need this. How can I give this back? How can I create this experience for other individuals who don't have anybody to turn to, don't have anybody to talk to and, and need an ear or, or need a friend? So I continued on to reflexology school. Um, I actually went to my reflexologist who just opened a reflexology school here in Tacoma and um, she became my teacher and my mentor and um, has been helpful in leading the way for this career change that I have made. That's amazing. I, I feel like I have spoken to and know so many people who are who either really enjoy the like some sort of the holistic approach or perspective or practice it right now who have gone through this experience where it's like we need answers like my health is deteriorating and I go to and it's not to obviously to shame western medicine but it's just like I'm getting no answers and I don't know what to do. And then, you know, you take matters into your own hand, like you were saying, and then you get, I feel like it's just empowering almost sometimes. I don't know if you experience that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I know so many of my clients that walk in the door have very similar stories to me and they sit down in my office and they're, and they're telling me things and I'm not a doctor and I can't prescribe, but what I can do is speak to my clients um, authentically from my own experience. And I think that that when you're in that time where where there is no answers and you're looking for a friend, you just want to be heard, you Mm -hmm. know? And um, so I think that that connection is really special too, you know, even though I've been through tough times. They're going through tough times. They know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I hope that I'm able to provide at least a little bit of peace to the people that walk in. And not to say that Western medicine doesn't have its place because yeah. it, it definitely does. It's just too bad that Western and Eastern medicine philosophies can't um, coexist a little bit better, a little bit easier. I had the kind of that own or my own experience with that too. Cause for me, and I've mentioned it on a couple of the other uh, shows I've been on um, it was acne for me. And I was talking to an, like one of the dermatologists and I just went over to her and I was just like, I cannot figure out what is going on. Like with my skin, like, I think I eat well, I think I work out. I think I do all these different things. I try to regulate my stress, like, and I just couldn't find answers. And then the more I kind of dug deep into the holistic world, I was like, I started to really notice like better stress management modalities and gut health stuff and just all the other, you know, alternative medicines that someone could use that I wasn't being told about, or it wasn't being marketed to me. So I definitely resonate (laughs) with that. And then just needing a friend, because I don't think you need sometimes knowledge doesn't solve problems. Like I think, like I'm studying to get my doctorate right now. And I don't think, you know, I don't think all those people have all the answers all the time. Sometimes they're your friend or there's someone right next door. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. It's a, it's a whole, it is two different worlds, you know, uh, Western and Eastern and um, someday they will conjoin Mm -hmm. (laughs) more. And I think there is, you know, a lot of, um, 
I think that there are a lot of, uh, I don't know, pieces to the puzzle that are starting to come together, you know, with functional medicine and, you know, insurance starting to take these complementary alternative modalities and, um, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, like you were saying, you were breaking out in hives and oftentimes the doctor will give you, you know, a cream or a pill or send you home and just tell you to take, you know, take it easy. Mm -hmm. But um, I also study a science that's called Ayurveda science. So, um, and there's a lot of crossover with Ayurveda and, and reflexology in some ways, but um, Ayurveda is actually the sister science to yoga. And what I mean by that is there are two halves that make a whole. And um, so yoga, you can think of as like the uh, movement, the meditation, the um, stretching, and Ayurveda is really the science of health. So these two concepts, these two sciences um, date back over 6,000 years in Vedic texts from India. They're in the same Vedic texts. And the reason that I bring this up is because in Ayurveda, there are three um, unique constitutions and they're called Vata, Pitta and Kapha. And um, within these three doshic constitutions, uh, there's a unique mixture of the five elements, earth, air, fire, water, and ether. Now, if somebody were to come to me and present hives or a rash or redness on the skin, to me, that would signify too much um, fire uh, or pitta dosha in your constitution, right? So that might be an external factor that's coming into your life in the form of fire or hotness. Um, and so we would think of different ways to balance out that constitutional um, element uh, with maybe uh, some different oiling techniques for the tissues in the body, um, maybe different milk tinctures that you could take because milk is really cooling. So we would want to counterbalance that fire with um, something that's a little bit more cool. So there's a lot of like, I love that. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, instead of like, oh, well, go home, you'll be fine. Or yeah. here, take a pill or here's some, you know, um, something chemically to put on it. We, there's a lot of other things that we can do to really um, balance out the external forces that are causing us to fall off balance. Yeah. And it sounds like even those can maybe be long-term solutions. Like the more that you practice it and the more that you're able to identify those signs and those symptoms, you can kind of do it yourself or like see someone like you and your business to get help with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, the goal isn't when you come into, at least when you come into my office, the goal isn't to, you know, keep the client here as much as possible. The goal is to set the client up for success and give the client the tools that they need to, you know, get back to their daily routine and feel good. So, you know, it, depending on the issue that the client comes in for, um, if it's a more chronic issue, I might say, come back, you know, every week, once a week for four weeks, and then we'll reevaluate and see how your body is progressing 
how it is um, absorbing the treatment. And then we can start spacing things out, you know, coming every couple of weeks, um, every two, three weeks, and then hopefully, you know, we get out to uh, four weeks, six weeks, and that's really just maintenance. Um, And I have some clients that they'll come back, you know, if they feel like they're, they're enduring a really stressful time in their life, they might come back for a couple time, you know, a couple weeks in a row, and then I might not see them for a couple months. And that's okay, because if they're not in my office, then I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that everything is a-okay. Yeah, that's awesome that you have that approach too, because I, I, I obviously I'm still in school, but I was like, I, I really want that to be my mindset as well. It's like, yes, I obviously, if you need me, I'm here, but hopefully I'm giving you solutions and skills and things that you can use on your own. So you don't have to be reliant on me. Um, so I appreciate that standpoint too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go more into depth about those? Was it the different constitutions? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, there are three constitutions in Ayurveda, uh, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, and they're okay. all formulated with a um, unique mixture of earth, air, fire, water, and ether. So it's said in, in Ayurveda, and depending on what um, practitioner that you talk to, um, they say, or the Vedic texts say, that um, at birth or um at conception, one of the two, you are actually given this unique constitution. So it's already something that is formulated before you are birthed. Mm -hmm. And um, so at conception, you're you're given this constitution. And even when you're in mom's womb, um, you aren't necessarily making choices for yourself. Mom's making choices for you, you know, um, her personal environment, her stress level. Um, what she's eating, what she's consuming, and what she's allowing herself to take in through all five senses. So already in the womb, our constitution is being swayed back and forth, right? Um, And then uh, obviously when we're birthed, the real external forces can sway us back and forth, especially, you know, even depending on if you're, if you have a home birth or a hospital birth, um, you know, those environments are going to be very different. So it's going to sway baby's constitution in in a completely different way for each of those environments. But um, so in Ayurveda, we're really trying to do things in a tridoshic way, meaning we're trying to balance all three constitutions at all times so that we're not burning too hot with the fire or we're not um, getting monkey mind with too much airiness of the Vata constitution. Um, so, uh, Vata is air and ether, Pitta is fire, water, and Kapha is, um, earth and air. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big science. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, usually if I have clients coming to me, um, we're looking at the constitution and how we can bring it back into balance with, um, diet, exercise, um, stress load, um, and then in body work, and um, there's an entire body work portion of um, Ayurvedic science known as marma therapy, which is basically uh, full body Vedic acupressure. So that full body full body Vedic acupressure um, is very similar in a lot of ways to reflexology. They're just two different lineages. Okay. So with 
um, Marma therapy or Vedic acupressure, it's obviously coming from Vedic texts, whereas um, reflexology is uh, utilizing the same traditional Chinese meridian lines that acupuncturists would use. The points throughout the body are very similar in a lot of ways, which is to me very validating that in these cultures and thousands of years ago, the science worked. Yeah. And it still exists today for some reason. Oh yeah. Right. It <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it still exists today. And uh, there's actually, uh, I think it's, it's like a, over 4,000 years ago in Egyptian times, um, there is, um, and maybe, maybe you know this, maybe you've talked to other people about this, but, um, there are Egyptian tombs, um, called the physician's tomb. And on those tomb walls, uh, you can actually see reflexology depicted in the drawings that they would put into the physician's tomb. And these drawings would depict the, um, medical sciences that they would use during that time. So there is, you know, there is evidence of uh, these practices being used thousands and thousands of years ago. Can you go into depth a little about what reflexology is and how it can be used to help with health issues? Yeah, yeah. So reflexology is also a big concept. Um, and it, it's interesting because not only do does Ayurveda and reflexology overlap in terms of uh, applying pressure to a point, but uh, reflexology and acupuncture also overlap in a lot of ways. A lot of the points are the same. Some of them are different. Um, reflexology is usually applied to hands, feet, and ears. And um, it's like acupuncture, but without needles, we're using pressure on a point instead. So the hands, feet, and ears actually can depict the entire body. So uh, we can see all of the systems via reflex maps um, on hands, feet, and ears. So when people come in, um, I primarily work on ears and feet, but um, somebody might come in and, and say, hey, I am struggling with blood pressure issues. Um, you know, I've, I have low, low, low blood pressure and I'd like to work on that. Well, we can see the circulatory system on the bottom of the feet. We can see um, the lymphatic system and the interstitial fluid and where it moves. Uh, we can see the heart reflexes. Um, so we might come in and work on some of those reflexes. Um, is this making sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, it reminds me, I, I don't know if you're describing it, but the picture behind you, is that of like the feet picture? Um, like the yes. diagram? I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. that kind of looks like that would be it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the ears are over here. Um, and, uh, this is a very simple reflex map right behind me, but, uh, if you think of a fetus in an upside down position for mm -hmm. the ears, the head reflexes would be at the lobe. And then um, the fetus's legs and feet would be up towards the top of the ears. Okay. So uh, that's kind of how the reflexes are depicted um, on the ears. The feet and the hands 
if you look at the feet and you kind of bring them together, you can mm -hmm. see the spine runs down the middle of the, of the feet so that even on the hands, the medial aspect of the hands and the medial aspect of the feet are the spinal reflexes um, with the thumbs and the big toes being representative of the head and then everything else kind of falls into place. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's very cool, it's very cool. Um, oh when I have first time clients come into my office, um, I like to get a feel for, you know, what their goals are and, and, uh, what they might be bat battling. And then, um, I like to let the feet talk to me by going through all of the zones of the feet. So there are five vertical zones from the heel that run up and out each toe. And there's five transverse zones that run transversely across the feet. And by uh, running this grid pattern on the bottom of the feet, it kind of looks like this. <laughs> uh, we can get into and touch each and every reflex organ tissue at least one time during our session. And then we kind of come back and reassess and reevaluate the feet based on tissue texture change. Um, and kind of, and then, you know, that's my opportunity to talk with the client like, oh, you have some, there's some, you know, tissue texture change here in the shoulder reflex. Um, how are your shoulders feeling? Are you feeling tense? You know, um, that can represent both physical and emotional things for the client. Maybe they really do have stiff shoulders physically. Maybe they um, had shoulder surgery, you know, in the past. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, Maybe there is, maybe they feel like they're bogged down by emotion. Maybe they are carrying weight on their shoulders from, you know, work stress or family stress, or um, maybe they have a pain in the neck, literally, you know, so it's kind of, we can look at this in a couple different ways. And some clients really just want to talk about the physical aspects of the body and the reflexes. And some people are really interested in talking about the emotion that's tied to physical pain. Yeah. So what do you see maybe within the feet or the ears or hands, whichever, um, when it comes to emotional stress? Cause I'm listening now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of like trauma. Maybe I'm thinking of just like the relational stuff. Like, do you, what do you see or like, what are you looking for? Um, you know, so the, what's interesting about the body is, um, it's not always symmetrical okay. in so many ways. You know, so the, in terms of reflexes on the feet, we have two kidneys. So there are two kidney points, one on each foot. We have one spleen and it's on the left side of the body. So the spleen reflex is on the left side of the body. The gallbladder is on the right side of the body. However, there is an entirely different concept, which is... Um, solar and lunar energy, masculine and feminine energy. Um, and the left side of the body is really representative of that solar energy, the emotion, the things that are out of our control. And the right side of our body is said to represent um, more of the uh, solar energy. Did I say, did I mix those two up? Was it solar was the left or the right? Sorry, lunar's left. Oh, lunar's left. Solar's okay. right. Gotcha. Okay. Is <laughs> that is that then left is like more of your feminine energy and the masculine yes. is right? Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So um, yes, left is uh, energetic 
things out of our control, right, is more um, of the solar energy. Yes, more masculine energy gotcha. and uh, is more physical, right? So oftentimes I will feel things in the reflexes on the left side that are more representative of somebody who's going through um, grief or trauma or unpacking past trauma. And um, I'll feel things on the right side that have to do with actual physical issues going on in the body. So, and this is gonna fluctuate based on provider, right? Not everybody's gonna have the same technique and um, not everybody's gonna go about relaying that information the same. For me, with my training and the um, different modalities that I've been trained in, um, I like to meld them together. So just full disclosure, there's a lot of other information that might come out in a session with me. Oh, I bet too. Yeah. And I love that approach. It's not just with holistics, but I like that connection that, you know, you can have physical, I don't want to say issues, but physical things that you're dealing with going on But maybe, you know, the root cause, if we're talking about holistics, it could be an emotional thing and it could come up with the practice that you're doing or vice versa, like emotional stuff. And we don't see the physical things coming up. So I don't know. I'm I'm just like sitting here. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I'm like, have I had trauma lately? How's, or like, how's my left side feeling? Or like, how's my right side feeling? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yep, yep. How's your left side feeling? How's your right side feeling? And really we can assess this easily, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, the left side is really a softness. It's a calmness. It's a, you know, turning inward. And the right side is really a go, 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 move, 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 execute, finish projects, you know? So uh, we can quickly assess which one we're, which side we're catering to, right? And for most of us, for most of us, it's going to be the right side because that's just how our society is. Mm-hmm. We're just always on the go, and uh, we're always we're always plugged in. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Um. So you do that. There's cold plunge stuff too. There's Reiki stuff. There's breath work. Um. I don't know which one do you want to talk about next they're all really interesting (laughs) it's all really interesting yes so um me I do I practice the Ayurveda the reflexology the Reiki I'm certified in yoga um everybody here that practices is also um there's a there's a lot of us that are Reiki certified and all of us are uh yoga teachers (laughs) Oh. So it's, it's really, it's really comforting to know that when you walk in the door, any provider that you see here is going to have, there's going to be crossover and knowledge in a lot of different areas. Um, but yes, we do have a Reiki practitioner specifically on staff here, um, uh, who is a provider here at Key Collective. And then we have a um, breath coach and cold water guide here on staff also. And we have a massage therapist. So uh, lots of different uh, holistic means of health and wellness that uh, is accessible to to the community here in Tacoma. Yeah. And can we go into uh, Reiki services? Can you describe what that is and maybe the benefits of it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
Reiki is a really unique modality, and it is oftentimes a concept that is hard to conceptualize because it's so intangible, Mm -hmm. because it is a oftentimes a no touch or a light touch technique that is dealing specifically with energy. And because we can't see energy, we wonder if it's really working or if it's our mind playing tricks on us. But um, yes, so it's a a no touch or a uh, light touch technique. Uh, I know that for uh, Heather Smith, the other Reiki practitioner here, and for myself, we like to meld some guided meditation, um, some breath work, some sound therapy into our sessions. Um, and then really the, uh, the provider, the practitioner of Reiki is um, pulling in positive uh, vibrations, positive energy to the client to move um, stagnant energy out of their body. So the practitioner is really a conduit for that positive universal energy to come in and flush the system um, of that physical or emotional pain that might be stagnant within the body. You know, going back to trying to create unique balance in the body, we take in energy from through our all five senses. And um, our external environment can really clog up the system. Mm-hmm. And we have channels that run through the body. In Vedic texts, they're called nadis. In traditional Chinese medicine, they're called meridian lines. And if they get sticky or stuck, the energy can't flow through them. And if the energy can't flow through these channels or little rivers of the body, it it gums up the chakra system. So you can think of it as just little channels into the seven major chakras. And If it comes up the the channels to the chakras, uh, the chakras can't spin in a clockwise rotation. So if you know anything about chakras, they um, are seen as seven discs in the the body, um, energetic discs that spin in a clockwise rotation. And when the the channels get gummed up, they can't rotate. Um, So that chakra might be either too open or too closed off. So in Reiki, we're really trying to open up these channels so that we can um, have fully functioning chakra system. Now, if anybody out there is like, whoa, this is way too wooey for me. um, It is a scientific fact that at the juncture of each of these seven major chakras, there are nerve ganglia that give off a specific frequency. Um, And that's really worth it's that's a science that's way bigger than me but worth checking out mm-hmm. right so there again we have the physical and we have the energetic side of of how the body works yeah so is there i i know there's like there's the seven major chakras and maybe this is a whole other podcast episode but off the top of your head is there telling signs that you see when doing one of these reiki sessions that you can tell like one of these chakras is blocked or maybe even too open? Like, is there anything you're looking for? Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, so during a Reiki session, it is, you know, when you go through Reiki training, 
um, you are attuned to energetic value and um, attuned to a biomagnetic field, right? That the body gives out, gives off. And so oftentimes I will feel my hands get really, really hot, almost burning in specific places of the body. And sometimes that is over, that might be over the belly, right? Or that might be over the heart or that might be over the solar plexus. And so, yes, we can look at the physical again, like, okay, well, are you having um, trouble with blood pressure? Are you having trouble breathing? Are you having, you know, the anxiety, um, or could this be the heart chakra or the solar plexus chakra or the sacral chakra, you know, um, in the reflexes, I can also, um, speak to that sort of energetic exchange, you know, so, uh, we can see the shoulder line, the waistline, the pelvis line, this, um, you know, the, um, the base of the coccyx. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, depending on the tissue texture change in those areas, I might say, oh, you know, maybe your colon is having some issues because we're, you know, going along the waist, or maybe there's something happening in your sacral chakra. So there's a couple different ways that we can play that, right? Um, or speak to that, I guess is maybe a better word. I don't know how people can say like, this approach is so far-fetched or out there because I'm like, it's rooted in anatomy. And I feel like if you really attune to like how your what your body's saying to you, or even just like your mental health, like you can feel the sensations. And then now like what you're saying, like it's sectioned off by body area. Like, I just, I don't know. It kind of baffles me, but maybe it's just like not mainstream yet. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if it has to yeah. be mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I feel like I could just sit here and geek out for <laughs> hours about the relatability and the crossover and the lineages. And um, it's really, these are really special um, modalities. And uh, like I said before, we're getting there. You know, we're getting there in terms of um, exposure, right? Uh, insurance companies are starting to become more aware. Uh, Reiki and reflexology are um, uh, recognized by the National Institute of Health. Uh, they're lumped into chiropractic medicine and lumped in with chiropractic medicine and acu acupuncture. Um, you know, I feel like the next generation, but even below me, are uh, much more into taking care of their body now in order to stop disease before it happens. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's cool. It's really cool. And anybody who's listening, just go <laughs> online and Google reflexology and check out the foot maps under the images and just, just check it out. <laughs> yeah. If anything, even if you don't want to like go to someone who does this, like even just seeing how this other option could help you, could maybe expose you to, you know, I guess adaptive flexibility of your mindset and being able to be like, oh, what else is out there? Like, I don't have to be, this is my only option and then kind of lose hope if it doesn't work out. Because again, you and me both have experienced this before and it's very disheartening and it's not fun. And I'm sure anyone listening has probably experienced that too, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, there are there are options, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we that's what this podcast is is really about, right? Is like informing people of all the options that they really do have. And um, we have um, a one year old at home, and you know, just thinking about how she'll learn and grow. You just we want options. We want options and and healthy choices for our children and our children's children. And so, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, if you could recommend one tip or advice, anything like that to the listeners, what would you say to them? I would say don't give up hope, (laughs) you know, especially if you're dealing with chronic pain, um, or, you know, chronic health issues, um, there's, there's a modality out there that that will help hopefully um Mm -hmm. I feel like I was on the verge of giving up hope and um there there is a provider sometimes it takes a while right there sometimes it takes a while to find the right modality that works for you and to find the provider that really works for you and jives with your energy and um so just don't give up hope and Research your area and see if there is a reflexologist local in the area and give it a try. Yes. And so with that being said, where can people find you if they are in Washington and want your help? Uh, Yes. So uh, I am on 6th Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. Um, We do offer, like I said, a list of uh, different holistic wellness opportunities and um, you know, sometimes we do community clinics, sometimes we do um, different fundraising events, uh, charitable events, and and so um, just reach out, just yeah. reach out for, <laughs> for anything. Uh, nobody will be turned away for lack of funds. And um, yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I will list all of her information. So if you're curious and want to start working with her, or just curious where she is, um, definitely go look at the podcast episode notes because they will all be there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it was great to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate uh, spreading the knowledge. Yeah. Thank you for being on and thank you to all the listeners tuning in and being here today. If you're interested, as you all know, I'm on Spotify. I'm now on Amazon Music and Podcast and also Google and Apple. I have my Instagram. I have my email. Or if you want to be the next guest on the show, DM me or email me. I'd love to have you on. Um, But yeah, talk to you all soon. Bye.